Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development, such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome Welcome to to Self Love -Love Sit-Downs. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another amazing episode of Self Love Sit Downs. Armando and Kelsey here with all of our dogs all around us all the time. I was just going to say, with Piglet. With our little Piglet, our little mamas. Um, if you guys ever wonder, like when we start these episodes and like, we're actually kind of like laughing, it's because when we start these, we're kind of joking about it, trying to loosen up just to bring a flow to what we have to teach you and to share with you. So when you hear us like cracking up, it's probably because my wife was making fun of me for one. Mm-hmm. Only always. And she's laughing at me and then I'm laughing at myself and then we're just laughing and then I just hit record and then we're going. It, and usually he has to try to re-record the intro twice because he tries to spice it up every time and that mm-hmm. ends up coming out the same and he's like, I'm going to re-record that. And so I always have to laugh at him because I'm like, just who cares if they all sound the same? They're not I'm listening to them I'm trying to keep all, the, to all you guys listening on your toes because I don't want you to feel like, oh, it's the same introduction every single time. So I try to spice it up. You know, I like to spice things up okay. and keep you on your toes. But anyways... Enough with our rant about introductions. What we have for you today is something that we can all work on, we can all get better at. Even if we think that we're the best at it already, there's always room for improvement, which is being positive. Some of us are more positive than others. We all have those people around us that are like, let's do stuff. Let's do, you're such an amazing person. Woo, I love you. And then some of us that are- And some of us like, yeah, today's a great day. That's me. (laughs) And then some of us are like, Mm -hmm. life is horrible. Anyways, we're going to break it down for you. We got 20 tips on how to stay more positive. I know that sounds like a lot. Some of these we may run through really quickly, but they're still going to bring tons of value for you. So this may be one that you want to grab some pen and paper for, or just make mental notes on something that on the ones that you're working on or that you're already doing, or maybe something new. So just keep that in mind. So I'm going to let Kelsey start it off. Okay. Number one. So start your day on a positive way. So are you someone who starts your day by snoozing over and over, wake up feeling super exhausted, you know, just not starting your day in a positive way. Like it's like a, oh, it's already time to get up. A good note for that. Go to bed earlier, guys. We set alarms to wake up, set an alarm for yourself to go to bed. How much better would your day be if you started feeling completely refreshed and ready to take your day on? I mean, it seems like such a simple thing, but it's so difficult. Myself included, I really struggle with, can you hear that guys? Welcome to our non-office. That's our dog's collars. Yeah. It's dog like, scratching. I swear they wait until we hit record. Anyways, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we set alarms to get up in the morning. So why can't we set an alarm to go to bed and actually stick to it? This is just something that seems to be so difficult. I don't know about you guys, but I'm naturally a night owl and it has been really hard for me to force myself into being a morning person. I get up at 4:30 in the morning to get up, go to the gym because I just know for me, that's when I'm going to have a better workout. That's when I'm less likely to talk myself out of my workout. But 
it's exhausting. It's hard to get up that early. So, and I'm totally guilty of snoozing in the mornings, but this is definitely something I want to work on. It's something too, I know we've spoke about, um, Mel Robbins has this book called the five second rule. You can actually YouTube it. And she has a Ted talk on it, talking about how she would count down five, four, and she would get up instead of just laying in bed or snoozing or our minds are wired that it actually works. You guys, it actually works. So if you can get into a good habit of not snoozing, going to bed earlier, starting your day, feeling more well-rested and just ready to take that day on, you're going to set the tone for your day. You know, another good thing is get in a good workout, do a morning meditation, do your gratitudes, do your affirm affirmations, just setting that tone is so crucial for the success of your day. And something that I do every morning, and it's because for some of you, you be like, I don't have time for affirmations. I don't have, I, I'm always running out of the, my bedroom because I'm waking up super late or I'm snoozing a ton. So taking baby steps on creating your morning to be more positive. So and if you are a person that snoozes, Something that I've done is I'll tell myself I'm only allowed to snooze one time. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it's a baby step into maybe not snoozing at all. And something else that I really do to really get my day ready and set the set the stage for what my day is going to be like is I sit up. It's dark. It's completely dark. No lamp on, no nothing. I'll sit up and I say, thank you, God, for another day. And I tell myself today is going to be great. I do that every morning and then I get up and get my day going. And that sets the stage for me on telling myself and wiring myself that today is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Your mind believes what you tell it. Yes. Next one, eat healthy foods. This not only dictates how you feel, but it obviously impacts your weight, which impacts your mental state. Guys, it seems so simple, but you don't, but I, I know it's hard. You can still eat the foods that you love, but also prioritizing eating foods that make you feel good. Because when we feel good, it's just going to make us a more positive person. If you're constantly feeling ugh and heavy and, you know, I, I guess the, the feeling I'm like the best example I can give here is on Thanksgiving day, you don't feel yes. like being all chipper and like beat and like beat. Um, upbeat. upbeat. There we go. Um, you're beat definitely after eating all that you're food. You're beat. But you know, you just feel like heavy and all, uh, and you don't. You got to unbuckle the pants. Yeah. And you don't, and you, I don't know about you, but that doesn't make me feel sexy That's and positive when feeling. I gotta wear stretchy pants. Yeah. I only wear leggings on holidays. And I wear leggings too on holidays. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> but you know that kind of feeling, like eat foods that make you feel good. And I'm not saying like, oh, you can only have broccoli and chicken and kale. And no, you can incorporate foods that you like that have some nutritional value. T listen to your body. Our bodies are telling us what we when we feel our best. Listen to that. Still indulge. I'm such an indulger. So find that happy balance for yourself because I think it's so crucial to have a good balance of both feel good and taste good. I mean, it doesn't have to be misery. You guys, we eat relatively, we actually eat really healthy. We eat pretty clean, but at the same time, we got ice cream in our freezer. We got chocolate in our freezer. Mm -hmm. We have granola bars. We have all kinds of like granola treats. bars aren't bad. Well, like the you chocolate covered that. ones. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Chocolate, those I don't are, those even are touch my those. jam. Those are the kids. I mean, we got all, we got tons of snacks that we buy for ourselves and our kids. 
four days like that and be like, you know what? Today I feel like this is really good and I'm going to eat this. Definitely uh, in moderation. Like yeah. if you're going to pull Everything out the, if you're going to pull out that ice cream tub, tell yourself I'm only going to have two scoops. Don't pull out the scoops. tub and eat out of the tub. Yeah, don't do that. But just be like, hey, I'm going to have two scoops. Boom. Just to curb that 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 what do you call it? Satisfy that, that craving. Yes, the craving that you have because that's the most important thing. When you don't satisfy that craving, that's when you're going to That's what leads to binge. Exactly. Yeah, so find a good balance for yourself and start small, guys. Maybe you drink a lot of soda. Maybe dial it down and switch one to a flavored tea that you like. You know what I mean? Make simple swaps, start small and progress from there. And just like I said, listen to your body because your body will tell you exactly what you should be eating to feel your best. Exactly. Next run, exercise. You need to find something that you love. That is the most important. You guys, quarantine was hard for me because lifting weights does a lot for my mental health. It was really, really difficult for me. I enjoyed doing all of the free Zoom workouts. I thrived on how excited you guys were for them and how many people would show up. But it really start to take take a toll started to take a toll on me after gosh, we were without gyms for six months where we live. I we're think actually, after, I think after like month one and two, you kind of start feeling like you start getting that because we got bands and stuff and I was doing yeah. these like prison yard workouts in the garage. And let me tell you, that is not compared to an actual gym workout with weights and all. It did the job. It did what it could. But at the same time, that mental uh, craving of the gym was not being fulfilled. So I'm so glad that the gyms are back open again. Yeah, it was tough. And just for reference, it is October, like the second week in October. And we just got our gyms back a few weeks ago. It was six months without a gym, almost to the day that our gyms were closed. We're still in 1.5 actually. So it's it, it was so tough. And it's because to me, I enjoy lifting. That does something for my mental health. Mental health is directly tied to how positive you're going to be. And so you have to find something that you enjoy. Guys, it, you know, more than anything, challenge yourself. Find a good accountability buddy who also loves the workout that you love and make time for it. Make a priority out of those workouts for yourself because that's going to make you feel better. And that's exactly what it's about. Honestly, all of it boils down to on with positivity is mental health. What is going to make you feel your best? Because when you feel your best, you're going to be more positive. So take a look at that, evaluate, you know, try something new and it doesn't guys exercise doesn't mean I'm going and spending an hour and a half in the gym and all of these things, though. I love nice long workouts. I really do. That's our current Saturday workout. And I absolutely love it. That's not realistic for every day for us. Exercise for you can be as simple as going on a 15 minute walk every morning when you wake up shoot mopping your house i know when i mop the house i'm exhausted i'm like out of breath and sweating so it even the things that you can do around your home go go weed outside go uh, mop mop your floors clean your bathrooms i mean mow the lawn so it doesn't sound fun it doesn't but (laughs) 
Okay, never mind. Scratch all that. Don't do any of that. Let it overgrow. Here I'm saying, like, find an exercise you love and you're like, well, clean. See, I guess I guess for me, I enjoy like all that stuff. I enjoy mowing the lawn and like weeding and stuff like that because I feel like a sense of accomplishment when I'm yeah. done with it. No, I can see that. I, I do enjoy the I mean, final d- product. Don't you enjoy when you mow the lawn? I don't mow the lawn. Exactly. Way to call me out in front of all of these people. <laughs> Next. Moving on. Quality sleep. Guys, sleep impacts everything. Sleep is number one. Everything. Gosh, what is it? What, what, I'm not even going to get into number ones, but sleep is important. Yeah. We're not going to categorize these in numbers because no. that's deep. Um, it affects your hormones, your food choices, your mental clarity, and the biggest one, your stress. And think about it. If you're super stressed, are you usually positive and stressed Hell at the same time? The no. That's a no. That's a big fat no. You can't People, laugh and cry. Man, stress. You can laugh and cry. I guess if you're like crying because you're laughing so hard. Yeah. Okay. 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 I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Um, when people honestly sleep is so underestimated for quality of life, in my opinion, people Under, underrated. What did I say? Underestimated. Underestimated. Underrated. Same thing. Not the same thing. Thank you for. I'm sorry. Man, we are. We're a hot mess express today. Okay, you guys are getting this. Okay, moving on. Have a pump up playlist or a song. So find a good jam that you can literally just dance it out to. We did this to pump up for the gym this morning. And it was great. It's great. And it's great. It I have works. to say, Logan called me out. So we listened to um, the song by Journey. Just stop. Or what's it? Can't stop believing. Something stop believing. Don't yeah. stop believing. Don't stop believing by Journey. And we were all dancing, listening Don't to it, whatever. Believing. Hold on to the feeling. Okay. And then Logan was like, Armando went over by Logan's room and he was like laughing at me because I was like, hey, Google, play that song again. Oh, she's going to start playing. <laughs> Um, our Google just started playing, but we're going to leave that in. Um, find a good jam guys. There's so man, like a good song. I have like, I have songs for different things in my life. When I want a good pump up, I've got a song when, you know, I've got kind of a theme song to my life and that's probably going to change as my life change changes. But Having a good song for different moments in your life, I just feel like music is therapy. Uh, yeah. I wish I could sing. I wish I could do... I. Why are you making that face? Baby can sing. Not well, but I appreciate that. You're trying to come back and make up for your calling me out in front of all these people, but you know, it is. Music is just therapy. It's so beneficial. It's soothing. It's it definitely is. soothing. I mean, music and it's something that I, I think is amazing is music is universal. You can go anywhere yeah. in the world and not understand the language that they're speaking, but you understand, you oh, that's music. You can vibe with a good song. Yep. It's great. It's, I mean, you can, anybody can do it. Yeah. Rachel Hollis says, when you move your body, you change your mind. It's so true. I mean, think about it. If you're depressed, if you're upset, if you had a rough day at work, come home, put a jam on and start jumping around and mm-hmm. singing. Guaranteed, you're going to feel 10 times better than you did uh, three minutes ago. We did that the other night. What did you, you were like, come here. We're going to dance it out. What did we, I can't even remember, can't but remember. it does. It just makes you feel good. So find a good song for yourself and just like download that bad boy on your phone and have it 
always readily available for your down mood. Next one, surround yourself with positive influences. Remember that you are the five people you choose to spend your time with. I'm a dog. So choose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Because I hang out with dogs all the time. Honestly, but they're like the best companions. They're yeah. so loving and, that's and so I'm, positive. That's why I'm so loving is because yeah. I hang out with them all the time. The cutest little babies. Um, so choose wisely. You know, you whether you like it or not, you're influenced by these people. For I mean, sure. They say that you pick up the mannerisms of the people that you spend time with. Well, their views, their positivity, their energy, all of that is going to fill into you. And that's what you're going to kind of radiate out into the world. So how do you want the world to see you? And that's how you need to choose the people that you're going to be around. I think it's so funny because we were just having this conversation at work the other day because we've been all working together. We've been in an academy together for what, like eight weeks now, nine weeks, and we've all kind of started to get along better and understanding each other's humor. And we joke around at work all the time and we have certain sayings that we say. It's kind of more of an inside thing and we all understand it's funny. And we were talking about how when we go home or we hang out with other groups of friends and we and we say those things, like they're our People friends, are like crickets. They're like look at you and like, what the hell was that? What are you talking <laughs> about? So it's like, ah. And that's a perfect example of People you hang out with, that you're going to vibe off of them. They're going to influence you. They're going to influence the way you talk, the way you carry yourself. So just keep that in mind when you're hanging out with those people. Learn to look for the good. So where the mind goes, the energy flows. Be mindful about what you give your energy to. You, you'll hear me say this so much. Protect your damn peace. I feel like this. That's that may be... My slogan for the year. Slogan for the year. Protect your peace. Because I feel like I've Protect done... Protect your damn peace. My damn peace. Hell bitch. yeah. <laughs> now i'm a gangster too um a very I, peaceful gangster i'm a peaceful gangster um that may be my slogan for the year honestly because i feel like that's something that i've really had to to find for learn myself and understand and learn to acquire and i'm still learning it it's been really tough i'm very deep in my therapy that's helping a it's lot for super me super helpful and i'm doing things for myself because I tend to be somebody I make decisions based off others needs. I like you going to therapy. Like I can tell, like it's been a huge benefit for you. Like I've even told you, like I want to go to therapy. He's like, he told me the other day, I don't know what I need to go for, but I feel like I need to go. I was like, maybe I'll figure out some unresolved issues like that are like underlying, like deep, deep down inside. But like, but seeing you, the way that you carry yourself after going to your uh, therapy sessions, like, hell yeah, like that, that works. And it's working for you because you're grown so much. And you, even though you are, those sessions are really hard for you afterwards the whole like letting everything that you've talked about kind of marinate in your mind has been a huge benefit for you as a person to grow from that and like i said that that makes me want to like go just to see what i can figure out and if anybody's ever thought about it definitely go definitely go man some of those sessions like literally tear me down to pick me up but sometimes i feel like you almost need to be torn down shed some of those layers to be able to pick yourself back up a little bit easier. And after some of those, I literally am just like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) I just feel like, damn, do I have more answers or more questions now? A little bit of both, I think. Yeah, it is. But, but it's just been so beneficial for myself. And 
protecting my peace and hell yeah yeah she's really pushed me to to do things for myself which is hard yeah it's really hard because like as your spouse i can only help so much like yeah. i can only give you advice and you have so a biased opinion yeah, towards very, me exactly so speaking to somebody that's a professional in their field and really uncovering and asking those really difficult questions that maybe i would never even think of to help uncover something that you never even knew was there is completely amazing. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll give this example because this is coming to mind and vulnerability is also my word of the year. So here we go. Uh, in my last therapy session, I was preparing for a reading with a medium that I did to, um, and that might be a whole nother episode at some point, maybe when I'm ready, if I'm ready, I'm if not If anybody commit. even wants to hear about it. Yeah. I might, I may not commit to that, but, and we were talking about, you know, cause as you guys know, by now, both my parents have passed away. And so we were talking about my mom and my dad and my relationship with them and how they influenced me and all of these things in preparation for this. I gave some examples of some things that my dad had said or done. And she was like, why aren't you mad at him? And I was like, well, I'm not mad at him, mad at him. It's just like the way he was and this and that. And she just kept kind of digging and she was, I was defending him. And she was like, do you feel the need to defend him? And I was like, wow. Only all the time. Only a hundred percent of the time. I always felt like I had to defend him because it was everybody against him that I was around. You know, my mom and him never got along great. They got divorced. My stepdad was not a fan of him, obviously. My grandpa, not a fan also, because they all saw what he did to my mom, the relationship they had, all of that. And so I always felt the need to defend him. And that was keeping me from actually feeling any type of anger towards him. But I I am angry with him for some of the things. And I also felt very guilty for feeling angry with somebody who is gone. I felt guilty for feeling that. But she was like, that emotion, you have to let that out. That's just stewing inside of you. And you're causing more turmoil for yourself holding that in than if you just let it go, put it out there, get it out and move on from it. And that was a really hard session for me. I, whoa, did I break down? It was just really, really difficult to dig deep into the things that really upset me. And it was so beneficial. And I would not have done that without therapy. So You know, that's just one example of a professional helping you with something. But, you know, you have to be looking for the good in life. You can't be trying to stuff down the bad so much and contain it because that's not doing anything. And like Armando always says, he'll tell me like, hey, are you sure you're good? Because I don't want you to explode. Like, because that's my thing. I tuck things away until I can't tuck anymore. Until I fold her shirt wrong and she blows up on me because I've folded it wrong but in reality it's because of everything that's happened within the last week yeah it's like me stuffing as many things into a closet and then at some point the door won't close and it's just gonna come rolling out on top of you you can't do that and so if you're trying to be a more positive person take it from somebody who's really working on this this year don't stuff it away allow yourself to feel it and move on and look for the good it's easier to find the good when you're not focusing on holding the bad down yeah that's great so so much so much um and you know like a good example of this i know i've used this example in the past is like 
looking for the good. So losing my parents was not good. That's not something good, but how can I find the positive in this? This has pushed me to work on myself so much. I have learned the lesson that life is too short. We, you know, what did you tell me the other day about you listened to a podcast and you were like, you've learned the lesson that most people haven't learned and I've watched you grow so much. Yeah, because I think a lot of us don't understand. So for my, myself included, it's hard to understand how short life is because none of my really close family has, has died or passed away that I really had a good relationship with. So for me, like I think people are going to get old. They're going to die when they get old. But for you... You lost both your parents very young. How old were you when your dad passed away? 23. 23. So you were 23 years when you had the first death. Mm -hmm. And then you were how old when your mom passed? 27. 27. So you were younger than 30 years old. Most people don't endure any kind of trauma like that before 30 years old. And for you to realize that and that opened your eyes to really see that life is really short, that you need to embrace the life that you have now. And it's, you can't waste your time being negative all the time because that's only going to eat you up. Life is short. Enjoy it. Be the best version of yourself and look at the positive. Look at everything that's come from your parents passing away. So it's much. hard to say that, but you more than anybody understand that them passing away has probably been a great thing for yourself for you so to grow. So much growth. So much growth has happened from it. And take it from me. Don't don't let it come to that. Learn that lesson before you get to this point because typically somebody learns that lesson late in life. Yeah. You know, Armando gave the example of his mom losing, you know, her mom was the most traumatic loss for her and it, it was very very difficult for her. And she how old is your mom? My mom is 57. Yeah, I was going to say in her late fifties. And she's just now learning that lesson in life. Whereas at 27, I had lost both of my parents. And so I learned that so early to really maximize my time after that. I learned the lesson of life is really fucking short. Don't take that shit for granted. And if you have a dream, you better fucking chase it. If you want something, you better ask for it. You know, the only way to get what you want is to ask for it. The only way to pursue that thing is to work for it. And I learned that through the loss of them. And that's a hard lesson to learn. And I think some people, it takes something traumatic, traumatic like that to happen before they're like, wow, life's short. I need to take that risk. I need to do this. You know what I mean? It's like, don't let it come to that. Yeah. But it, it really has been so much growth for myself. Okay, next one. Have a clear picture of your values and don't veer from those for other people. So this is clearly a struggle for me and that's why I put it on here. Um, it's too easy to give in to others' needs, but we have to remember that nobody is going to look out for us like we will. It's a hard one to do, but guys, nobody you know, everybody is looking out for themselves and that's just human nature. And if you find that you're always making decisions based on others, you're never going to feel, feel fulfilled. You're never going to be truly happy. You're going to be doing what everybody else wants and everybody else has an opinion. Everybody else has a view of what they think you should do, but that's not their life. You have to deal with 
the choices that you make, not them. And you have to, you have to stand strong in that. You have to make decisions because you deal with the life that you create for yourself. I think a really basic example that I can think of as you were talking about that is jumping off a bridge. Like when you're in the summertime, you're jumping off a bridge into a river, into a lake, or not a lake. There's no bridges over lakes, really. Into a river. When you're sitting there and everybody's like, yeah, go jump in. Everybody's doing, everybody's doing. But you have that little voice inside that's saying, eh, don't do that. This doesn't, this doesn't seem right. That's, your, that's you taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is telling you, yeah, it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. We, we've all been doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to them and you jump and then you break an arm on the way, once you hit the water or you land incorrectly or something worse happens, that's what happens. That's what life is all about. Other people aren't going to take care of you as much as you're going to take care of yourself. Even parents with children, I think parents with children do a really good job, but in the end, it's the child's decision that's going to save them even more than what a parent is trying to do. Exactly. You know, I think of this as if you're making decisions for other people, you're going to feel an internal stress And that stress isn't going to go away because these aren't your decisions, they're others' decisions. And you're not truly at peace if you're making decisions for others. You're going to have that internal pulling. You know, you know, when your parents tell you do this and you're like, they're like, don't do this. And you're like, okay, well, I want to do it anyways. It's something like that. You, you feel drawn to something. And obviously that's not a great example because usually a parent is telling you for good reason. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like you have a pulling for something. Say you're wanting to chase a dream and people are like, oh, that's too risky, this and that. But you're always going to have that internal stress if you don't take a chance on it. And that's something you have to evaluate for yourself. What do your values tell you you should do? If you value you know, making these big goals and dreams and being super ambitious, but yet you're caging yourself like an animal because the people around you are more conservative, you're constantly going to be, you know, in conflict with yourself. And you can't be a happy person if you're constantly in conflict like that. So you have to make decisions based on your values, not the values of the ones around you. Make decisions for yourself or you're constantly going to be in battle. Yeah, that's so true. So next one, create a positive and clean environment for yourself. So doing things like making your bed in the morning, you'll hear us talk about that. That's something that we do every single day. Having that clean environment, I don't know about you guys, but I've gone to bed with like dishes everywhere. You know, maybe we had friends over and everything. And after I was like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I wake up and I see all of that and that is like immediately stressed. Yeah. It's like anxiety for me having all that clutter and everything out. I just don't feel at ease. You clean it up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like a breath of fresh air. Having a clean environment is going to make you a more positive person. It may seem like a far-fetched thing, but think of those episodes of Hoarders. Do you think those people are really at peace with all of those things everywhere anxiety where you have little trails around your house to get from point a to point b that's wow it so having a clear clean environment really it may seem like such a minimal thing but making your bed starting your day with that accomplishment having a clean well put together home is gonna make you feel more at peace i feel like that's my theme word for this episode peace Next one, add value and positivities to other others. This will make you more positive yourself. You'll feel more valued. Teaching others your findings is 
so gratifying when we help other people that's usually when people feel their best is when they're able to help others for me that's my coaching business i absolutely love that while my daytime job is fine and great and pays the bills I get my sense of accomplishment from my business, helping other women look and feel their best. That makes me so damn happy. And that's why I started that business because it helping others fills my cup. And so I think I can say that that's pretty uniform for most people. They feel good when they're helping others. So why not teach others something that you know? And you guys, it doesn't have to be super difficult or huge nowadays with the internet, you can go on the internet and teach anybody literally anything. You know, my best friend is phenomenal at makeup. She does makeup videos. She loves to do makeup. She is so good at it. She enjoys seeing the reaction from the women that she does their makeup to be like, this is a before, this is an after. And to see them glow in in happiness, that is her sense of accomplishment. She's done what she was put on this earth to do. And she's helping others, but selfishly in return, also helping herself. And that's, that's what doing these kind of things does for us. So help other people. There's so much positivity in that. Yeah. And it can be something small. Um, I mean, if you got neighbors, I mean, it's helping if you have elderly neighbors, helping them carry their groceries or grabbing their mail from the newspaper and just setting it on their front porch. Just little things that you know that they're going to appreciate and you don't have to do it to get something in return. Just do it because you feel like doing it. Next one, practice gratitude. So we talk about this like gratitudes, 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 man, so much. The Start Today Journal by Rachel Hollis. Love it. Highly recommend it. If you are not, if you're on this episode and you're not yet into gratitudes, I if I have not convinced you yet, girl, you need to reach out to me or boy, but I'm pretty sure mostly girls. You need to reach out and let me convince you. Episode number 72 on the Rachel Hollis podcast will explain how to do this. But guys, gratitudes, gratitudes. Yes, gratitudes are great. Definitely, if even if you don't even have to write them, if you're starting small and you wake up in the morning, just say them to yourself. Say them. Just say one thing. Be like something. One thing that you're grateful for for that day. Just start it off that way. Next one: compliment others. Another good one is to save the compliments that others give you. For example, in the notes on your phone, and reference those when you're feeling down about yourself. This is something that I think I should do because I'm very hard on myself, which I think most people are. Men and women. Men and women. So not only do you feel good, like, you know, you compliment a girl at the gym, like, hey, you look great. Or somebody compliments you telling you you look great. You're like, okay, okay. Looking in the mirror like, oh, girl, who are, who is she? I'm feeling good. So take note of that. And if you're not feeling positive or maybe you're having some body image issues, read and reference those compliments that you've received and be like, okay, you know what? That was a, in this moment, I really felt like that was a sincere compliment. I need to remember that, you know, maybe today I don't feel how I did on that day, but I'm not where I used to be, you know, just different things like that. So I think it's great to reference back to those. So uh, start a compliment are my, note. Are my compliments still sincere to you? I think they are. Or are you kind of used to my, when you're looking like a snack and I love snacks. No, that one might be my favorite. 
actually. Because it references food? Yeah, because it references food. No, you do a good job at making me feel like they're super sincere every time. Okay. I don't feel like it's like, because you know how like too, like when it's like, I love you or just love you. And it just feels like, okay, you're just saying this to check the box. Yeah. I don't feel like that with anybody in our family's love. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we all do a really good job at making them very sincere. Yeah. Next one. Give yourself a break. It's okay to relax, to let loose, to not be going 100 miles an hour all the time. Also speaking to myself here. We just had this conversation before starting this podcast how it's already this late in the afternoon and we felt like we woke up. We woke up pretty early on this weekend. Yeah. And we've just been go, 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 go all day. All day today. And you were just looking at the clock. You're like, crap, it's already this time. I I feel like I've done so much, but yet so little. Yeah. Time just flies when you're having fun, I guess. But, you know... Everybody needs that mind and body rest. It's so crucial to, you know, stop, recharge. For example, I love on the weekends, we'll actually watch a little bit of TV. I would say Monday through Thursday, at least, our TV does not come on. No. It's just our weeks are so busy. And I look forward to us watching SWAT or Criminal Minds or... What's the other one we're watching? 60 Days In. 60 Days In. It's a prison show that our best friends just got us hooked on. Um, And I really enjoy just that mindless vegging. That, to me, is a little bit of self-care on the weekends because... It, it gives you opportunity to slow down yeah, and not I, think of anything. Like exactly. you said, it's mindless because the entire week you just go, 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 go. go. Yeah. And especially for you mothers out there that have multiple little ones, it's hard you're probably going a million miles per hour. So it's very difficult for you to shut that off. So give yourself grace. Give yourself mm-hmm. some, some time off. Even if it's just a 30 minute break throughout the day where you, when your kids are napping or mm-hmm. even once they go to bed and give yourself 30 minutes of grace and just do what you want to do. And that Take may just, bath, that may be taking a bath or read, may, that a may book. read a book or just sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite things I swear, because like my best friend just asked me a couple days ago, have you guys watched any more episodes? Cause they just showed us 60 days in last weekend. And so we watched some shows and stuff and I was like, no, we don't watch TV during the week. So her saying that, I think she said that on Thursday morning when we went to the gym and I was like, oh, now I can't wait to just like relax and be at peace. Like another time is like when we're on vacations, I can completely relax and vacations are my unplug where I do absolutely nothing. It feels so good. The only things I worry about is, is my drink glass full (laughs) and what are we eating next? Yeah. What's when, what time's the next meal? (laughs) Okay. Next one. Man, this one is not my good one. I'm going to let our mom to talk on this one because learn to take criticism as an opportunity for growth. Yeah, that is. this is very difficult for a lot of people because a lot of people, I mean, when we get criticized, whether it's good or bad, because it's all about presentation, how somebody criticizes you. It is you. presentation. It's because somebody can be a complete dick while they're trying to tell you something or they can say the exact same thing but differently mm-hmm. and you take it in better. But for me... I ask for that criticism. I want to know what did I do well? What do I need to work on? And I don't know if that's just from my management experience because that's the way that I presented it to my my uh, sales reps was, okay, you did this really well. Let's work on this together. And I, it was always a not you need to work on this. It was always let's work on this. Like let me help you mm-hmm. get better. So for me, 
learning to do that, I've always been able to accept that criticism. Yeah, I've been definitely confronted with some criticism, like you're a fucking asshole, <laughs> the way that you said that to me. Mm -hmm. But I don't let that get to me. I let that, that little anger and frustration in that minute be like, you know what? They don't know what they're talking about. And I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing because that's, I'm not going to let their comments bring me down or make me feel negative. So I'll lay in that grief a little bit and I'll sit in there for a bit and then I'll move on. And I'm like, that's not going to, that's not going to ruin my day. I don't let that I'm kind of protect stuff. my peace. Exactly. exactly. It's hard though. For me, I've gotten slightly better. I'm not even going to say I've improved because I feel like that might be like I think you've leap. improved. I mean, I can't say that I can, because I'm, we're around each other all the time, but I feel like you've improved a ton. I have gotten better at it. I'll ask for it occasionally, but man, it's all in the delivery for me. Cause if you come at me with some attitude, I'm about to beat your ass. And that's in, for you, what I've done with you, I already know that's how, that's how you <laughs> react. So I have to think of my words wisely mm -hmm. before I bring it up. And there's been plenty of times that I bring something up and I'm like, how do I say this? Okay, let me put it this way. If I say it this way, she's going to think this way. But if I say it this way, she's going to think this way. So I have a complete conversation, conversation with, with myself yourself. so I can have a conversation with you. Yeah. And it turns out great because you accept it. And you don't even know that I'm criticizing you because I'm not criticizing you. I feel like that word is really aggressive, though, regardless. Criticism? It is. I think it just has a very negative tone to it, it because we all stigma. think, we all think like... Gossip, criticizing, like, oh, what are you wearing? Like, oh, you are horrible. You're, you yeah. suck at this. But like, criticism, I think, I think that would be a great word to rewire yourself that criticism is good. Opportunity for growth. Yes. Is like what I think. And I've gotten better at thinking that way. But so again... So if I present that with you, be like, babe, I have an opportunity for you to grow. And then I tell you, you still need to be careful how you say it. <laughs> that, I you feel like that's one of those it. things where people are like, no offense, but I'm like, about to offend you. You're going to offend me regardless of what <laughs> yeah. you say. You can't say that. <laughs> I, I laugh so hard at that. Cause it's like, no offense, but I'm about to be offended. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> but it is hard. Criticism is so difficult, but like Armando, he is so good at taking it and it's, it's, it's pushed me to be better at taking it as well just because I know I know the benefit in it but it's so hard to hear the things we're bad at <laughs> it's so hard and I'm already so hard on myself that that's why I think it's hard for me to know hearing it from somebody else yeah because I already heard it. it in my head yeah like whatever you think oh I probably thought that times 10 yeah so I've already had that conversation with myself so it's hard to hear it from others but it's a great opportunity for growth yes Next one, when things turn for the worse, try to take the high road. Don't turn a molehill into a mountain, you know. We've and, all heard that saying. And, you know, I think of, so my business coaches, they just went to Cancun to get married. They had to reschedule their wedding once already because of COVID. They were going to get married, like, it was right at the peak of COVID, so they ended up postponing it. They moved it to this last week. They went to Cancun, like 40 of their best friends and everything flew down there. And then there was a category four hurricane yep. coming in. They had to actually evacuate their resort. I think on their wedding day, right? Or yeah, the day before. The day before their the wedding. The day before their actual wedding day. They had to evacuate their resort. They had to turn into refugees and go to this other resort. They were actually at one point thinking they were going to have to go to like a camp and like yeah. bunker down. They had to do this. They had to wait out the storm. All of this. It ruined like 
three, four days of their vacation. They, it, it, the hurricane hit the day of their wedding, all of this. Some of their people ended up leaving and going home because they were like, hey, we can't risk being here through this hurricane. We're going to fly out while we still can. Just a complete nightmare, to be honest. The whole time I'm watching all of this go down on social media and they're just laughing and making the best of it. And they're like, hey, we're going to bribe people to help us set up for this wedding and make this wedding. They ended up going back to the resort a few days later. They bribed a bunch of the employees. They were short staffed because all these employees got sent home because of the hurricane. They bribed the employees, set it up, and they were able to have their wedding at 9:30 at night. Like this was supposed to be a like beautiful beach wedding, you know, all the things, all the catering. They didn't even have a bartender for their reception. The bride was making the drinks like that's They like piled together all the alcohol they had and made the best of it. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you could have made that into such like, oh my gosh, COVID, a hurricane, like, and, and this, I would consider a mountain of a problem, you know, your wedding day, but they made the damn best of it. And it's like, for me, I'm like, wow, that I really admire that. I think that was an amazing thing. That's something that's really hard to do. I mean, especially your wedding guys, but I mean, think of different situations in your life. Maybe your car doesn't start in the morning, but you're able to call a coworker who's able to pick you up and you make it to work on time. Yeah. Your car's broke down. You're going to have to have somebody come look at it, but Hey, I'm alive. I have a great friend who is reliable, who just was able to pick me up. It's not affecting my job. I have a job to be able to pay for the repairs. It's all in how you view things. And I know it's so hard in the moment, but try to find that silver lining and try to not blow things up into a bigger deal because then we've all had those days where it's like one thing goes bad and it's just like, Thing after thing after thing. Because our mind starts looking for all that stuff. Exactly. You're attracting that for yourself. So just be mindful of that. Always be learning and growing. This builds confidence for us and confidence. Like when you feel confident, it's hard to feel confident and negative at the same time. I would like to almost say it's impossible. So build confidence for yourself. Learning new things can be difficult. But when you're done with something, when you teach somebody those things that you've learned and you're able to help somebody that turns into a positive situation for yourself. Growth. I, if you're not growing, you're like, I feel if I'm not working towards the next thing, I almost feel more anxious for myself. I think, I think that's, I think that's just human nature. I think if we don't, if we're not growing or working on something and it doesn't have to be something huge where you're learning a new language, it can be, I mean, something as simple as tying your shoes a different way. I mean, it can be doing your hair differently as a woman. I mean, even as men doing your hair differently, I mean, just trying something new and something, something unknown to you, I think is growth. And that's what keeps you positive. Yeah. Next one. Have one major focus at a time. I just did a potential client call today and she said, you know, a lot of times I'll feel overwhelmed and I just give up. And it's so true. When we feel overwhelmed, we're like, ah, I'd rather do none of this because it's easier. this is too much for me. So have one major focus for yourself and allow yourself to work towards that, gaining momentum and you know, because if you're working towards 10 things and you you aren't able to accomplish any of, any of them, you're going to feel super unmotivated. You're going to feel 
super unfulfilled, like I can't do anything right, you know. So find one thing and become such a badass at that one thing. And that doesn't mean you're going to do that one thing forever, but maybe you master that one. Now you've got that one. It's a habit. Now I'm going to master this next thing. And now I'm going to master this next one. Think of a hose. That water pressure coming through that hose can be super intense when you turn that valve all the way open because it's it's such a small place for it to come through, right? But if you're spreading it out, all that water through multiple sprinklers, you don't have the same pressure because you're doing too many things at once, right? So really focusing on one thing, I feel like you're judging my... I'm, I'm, I'm picturing your analogy and I like it. I okay. like it. Because I felt it's, you... It's like, no, I'm picturing it like a hose dumping water in one location. It's going to make a puddle in that one yeah. spot, which is going to be really good. But if you're turning on a sprinkler system, that water's going everywhere. That puddle's not going to get any bigger, any faster. It's going to take a long time to get that it, same puddle. Exactly. So when you focus your attention on one thing and get really good at it, that puddle gets huge and you that's where that growth happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I felt like you were like, this is a horrible analogy. He says I'm always so bad at them, but I feel like I've really made a effort, an effort to be better at these. Got it. Okay. I felt judgment. No, that was good. Way. Good. Okay. Next one, set sustainable goals. You can dream big, but you need to be realistic with yourself because if you're chasing something that's constantly impossible, that's constantly not actually attainable, you're going to feel unmotivated. If you're constantly, you know, I think of a, of a mouse chasing a cookie on a fishing pole that's tied to its back, you know, you're never going to reach it. What's that one? I know a mouse and a cookie no, is not a good example. No, all I can think of is that insurance commercial where there's that old guy on the fishing rod with a dollar with a hook on it, and he keeps on lifting it every time you reach for it. Yeah. Not today. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's, it's such a hard, you know, if you constantly feel like you're getting nowhere, you're, you're like, you're gonna I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It goes back to the feeling if you're feeling overwhelmed or if you're feeling is underwhelmed a worm, worm, a word. <laughs> underwhelmed. I don't know, it but you, you get it. You understand. Yeah. So make, make sure that you have something that's actually attainable for yourself because it leads us right into the next one. Reward yourself for those accomplishment accomplishments. So if on a regular basis, um, you're having these achievements, you're getting these wins per se, your brain will start to associate pleasure, pleasure with those accomplishments. And that will keep you motivated to keep working towards the goals and ambitions and chasing the dream. And Sorry about that weird pause. One of our dogs, Kylo, decided to growl at probably the wind blowing outside. So if you hear some growling in the background, that's what it was. But we took care of the issue. We're going to jump back into it. Took We're care of the issue by taking care of the dog. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. We love our babies. He, he, he got kicked out. He got kicked out of the house. <laughs> okay, so reward yourself for those accomplishments. Celebrating those wins, that's going to help you stay on the, the path and excited about the movement that you're working towards. The final and last one that we have for you today Build good relationships with others and encourage others. That one, I don't even feel like we really need any explanation. When you have, for example, if you have a poor relationship, say your marriage is a nightmare and that's a huge part of your life, right? So if that's a negative in your life, you're not going to be able to feel like a positive person. And that's like a whole thing 
you know, leaving a poor relationship. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. But just building good, positive relationships around you is going to make it easier for you. Think of if you have a bunch of people in your life who are constantly cheering you on and like, hell yeah, you can do that. You're kicking ass. You're doing great things. You're going to be a more positive person. And it goes back to kind of like we mentioned, you are the five people you surround yourself with. So make sure that you have good relationships. Make sure you're filling those cups of the people that you're closest to, because in return, they're going to do that for you. They're going to encourage you, fill your cup, just leading to a lot of positivity in your life. Yes, I completely agree. Well, that wraps up this episode. We hope you appreciated this. It went a little bit longer than we normally do, but all of these points I think are really crucial in staying positive. And I feel like we brought a lot of value to this episode. So we appreciate you very much sticking with us this entire time. And with that, we leave you. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self Love Sit Downs. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings, in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondofarius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.